This is Looking for Christ, a podcast that seeks to deepen faith as we look for Christ in all of Scripture. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and pastor, Oren. And today, we are continuing uh, our pastor's sermon series in, in the book of John. And we're in John chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. And it reads, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Yeah, man. So um, as we as we get through John's gospel, we're still at the very beginnings of this first chapter where John is really laying down some really, really big foundation stones, if you will, theological foundation stones for the rest of his letter. As we said last week, Matthew, Mark, and Luke don't begin this way. Matthew and Luke begin with genealogy and kind of the, the, the birth of Christ. Mark goes right into the ministry of Jesus. John starts with the pre-existence of Christ, the Son of God, before anything that was made, he was there in Trinitarian fellowship, eternal fellowship with God the Father and God the Spirit. And so John is laying down these these theological foundation stones so that everything he builds from here on out has solid ground to, to stand on. So, for instance, when you get into all the great the seven I am statements of Jesus, well, the reason he's able to say that is because of the words that John says here about who Jesus is. And so he, he gets to verse 4 after talking about creation and how there was nothing that, that exists that wasn't made by Jesus. And he gets to verses 4 through 9 here talking about how this creator is also the light of men. Mm-hmm. He's the life and light of men. And so what John is conveying here in these verses we're looking at now, and we'll get to um, verses 10 and onward later, these verses are meant to indicate or to show us that this this creator God has come to do something to us and for us, and that is to give us life. And that life in us is his life. His life then um, serves as light to the world, where it is shining out into the world, um, showing his glory, showing his goodness. And so there's a relationship here between the life that is in Christ and the life that he gives to those who trust in him. There is the light that Christ is. He is the very light itself. And I think I made that point. Um, or I, I know I did, I did make that point in the sermon that John is not interested in just telling us that Jesus is light. He's saying that this light has this power, this um, presence and essence of holiness that defines who Jesus really is. Or Jesus defines, that's, that, that's his character. That light is what emanates from him that changes our lives. And so... The, um, the reason John begins this way is so that we can see this light shining throughout the whole book of who Christ is shining throughout every page we see in John's gospel. This person of Christ is one who comes to change lives. He changes hearts to redeem us from darkness. So there's darkness and there's light, these contrasting images, these opposing forces, and that light is always overcoming darkness. Darkness does not overcome light. Yeah, and... I'm so drawn to this verse um, four and five. Mm-hmm. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, 
on the one hand, there's this detached, non-personal aspect of this light. It just illumines things. And then on the other hand, when I think of my own life um, and the darkness in it, that I have a soul sickness. Mm -hmm. You know, it starts, it started all the way back in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Um, I... In in the darkness, I love my darkness. Absolutely, and I'm blind to it. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. I don't know that it's dark. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've lived that way for so long that it's normal. Mm-hmm. That um, and so when light exposes it, it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm I'm in the wrong. I'm um, you know, I, it can be difficult to accept the light. Yeah, because because um, the light. Gives you ability to see, but it also exposes what you're in. Right. Right. Which and so is there exactly has, what Jesus came to do. Yeah. And so I, you know, if I'm going to accept this light, I have to come to terms with it's going to expose things that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me. Yep. Exactly. Um, but the thing about this light is that it offers life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, it's not just painful for painful sake. Right. It's, it's offering a real vibrant life. Um, where I can be, I can be connected to this, this life source, this, mm-hmm. this God who's come down to, uh, dwell among me, uh, dwell, dwell among men. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can be connected to that, and I can also be of service to other people. Mm-hmm. I can be, you know, I can be a productive member of society. I can, I can be helpful at work. I can be, uh, a good father, a good husband. Yeah. That's what this life yeah. really offers. Um, but I have to accept that. <laughs> it's going to expose things exactly. I don't want it to yeah, expose. The, the light doesn't just shine; it, it permeates, right? Like it, it cuts through the darkness and gives us the ability to see the way we're meant to, mm-hmm. right? So we're not meant to stay in darkness and enjoy and wallow in our darkness. We're meant to live in freedom and in the light of Christ. The problem is, like you said before, we like the darkness. We can do what we want in the darkness. We can get away with things in the darkness. At least we think we can. I mean, think about how much crime is committed in the dark rather than in the light, mm-hmm. right? This is just the nature of it. Think about all the evil things that happen in the dark that don't that would not happen normally in the light. Mm-hmm. That's because people don't want to do those things in the light. Yeah. And, and so the light exposes as much as it does uh, purifies or redeems. But that exposure is good because it's done with grace, right? Yes. Yep. The grace of the light of Christ is leading us out. So I thought about this analogy. Imagine if you lived in a, in a cave, a dark cave, and you've always lived there, and that's just what you thought life was. This is this. You're stumbling onto Plato here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And then one day, a, a, a holy man shows up with his with a candle, mm-hmm. and that candle shines light on the cave you live in. And on the walls of that cave are drawings. This is literally Neoplatonic it's, thought. Yes, it is. It is. I know that. I know that. But all but all those drawings are are only recounting your evil deeds. Mm. That doesn't recount any of the good you've done. It recounts all the wrong you've done. Mm. And the light bearer says, you can stay here or I can lead you out of this and I'll, I will crumble the cave behind you. Never have to go back in there again. Mm. Well, wouldn't you want to follow that man out? Yeah. So that's Jesus. He comes to us in our darkness, leads us out and leaves behind, washes away 
all that stuff that we realized we were doing. The other analogy would be like you're in a dark pit. You're in, a, in wallowing in sin, enjoying whatever it is that you're doing, and then someone with light shines up, sh- shows up and shines the light, and you look around, you go, oh my goodness, what am I doing? Yeah, It's similar to the image of the prodigal son where he was in the pig, the pig pen. And it he says came he, to. He came to himself, yeah. and he realized, what in the world am I doing? I yeah. am a son of a wealthy father. Why not go to him, you know? And so there's this, the light, it's painful. It hurts. Yeah. But eventually, if you trust the one who has, who is the light, will lead you out of that place of darkness, which is exactly what, what John, the gospel writer, is wanting us to understand here. Right. And then he goes on to talk about this man named John the Baptist, who was the the kind of the final prophet who would make the way of the Messiah Jesus, who tells people to repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. John himself is not the light. He's a bearer of the light. He's a mirror that shines the light into the dark places so people can come to know the Messiah Jesus. And what a testimony to John that, yeah, that he has to say, look, guys, yeah. I know I'm awesome, mm-hmm. but I'm not the light. Mm-hmm. I'm just coming to talk yeah. about the light. And we're we'll, John the Baptist. Is, yeah, and, not, we'll, yeah. and we'll talk more about John the Baptist in a, in, a, in a few weeks or a couple weeks because we'll get into some more testimony on his part. But it's important for us that John, the gospel writer, says this man, John the Baptist, was a great man, but he yeah. wasn't the light. Yeah. Jesus, the word, the logos, is the light for your life. And so I often think about this in terms of people who hear about Jesus, they hear the gospel, and they just outright reject it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in God. They don't believe that Christ is the Messiah, whatever it is. And, I, and I, you often hear a defense that, well, I'm not really in darkness, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm living. I, I know my deeds are good. I'm, I'm a good person. I don't need Jesus to save me from anything. And I've always found it interesting that all of that kind of talk terminates with self, mm. right? It's me. I am a good person. I did good deeds. I'm not in the darkness. But Jesus says otherwise. The word of God says otherwise. So at the very least, if you're willing to acknowledge that it's possible that you could be living in darkness and not know it, then when the light shines, you can see, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. This is not good. There's something more for me in this life. There's something better for me in this life. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to, you, you made the analogy of the prodigal son and that, that line of he came to himself. Anytime we have that sort of realization that, oh, I'm not as awesome as I thought I was. Yeah. Oh, you know, there are aspects of darkness in my soul, that I, I do have the soul sickness. Anytime we have that revelation, that is this light that yeah. John is talking about. Mm-hmm. That is this uh, revelation that we have because of, of this the source of life, who is God himself. Absolutely. And, I'm, and I made two points about it. And the first, that there's not enough darkness in the entire world to extinguish one candle. Mm. Darkness does not overcome light unless the light's turned off. Mm. Right. So if the light dims, the darkness creeps in. As long as the light is shining, the darkness can't do anything about it. Mm. Darkness doesn't swallow light. Light pushes back or defeats darkness with ease, with ease. Yeah. They didn't even struggle. So um, if you feel like darkness and for for, for the Christian, you're not going back to that cave. Mm -hmm. But there are times when you feel like darkness is creeping back in. Mm. Why is that? Well, it's because probably the light isn't as bright as it used to be. Maybe you're not focusing as much on Jesus. Maybe you're not thinking about his grace or his love or, or his holiness anymore. Maybe you're thinking about other things. You've been distracted and you feel darkness kind of creeping in into your life. Well, just shine the light. Yeah. Take take the bushel off off the top of it. We say, uh, cover up that light. Uh, I, will let, <laughs> I will let my little light shine or whatever it was. No, I'm not going to cover it up. I'm going to shine it, you know? Yeah. 
I think that's the way you push back darkness is with Christ himself. Think yeah. on Jesus, love Jesus, worship Jesus. And I think that's where the light begins to shine brighter and pushes back that darkness in your life. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think um, Matthew's blessed are the poor in spirit comes into yeah. play. Cause yeah. you gave that analogy of being stuck in a pit. Mm-hmm. And if we only had enlightenment that we were in a pit, we wouldn't be very well off. Right. But not only is Jesus this light of an enlightenment, but he also gets in the pit with yes. us. He comes to earth mm-hmm. and he puts, a, it's not that he teaches us how to climb, climb out. out. Yeah, he, he drags he, us he, out. Yeah, and he, he carries us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're willing yeah. because we see that we see what we're in. We're like, Jesus, take me, mm-hmm. you know, have all of me. Yeah, and I've, I've, used, I've used this illustration before. It's sort of it's sort of kind of crazy, but, but when Jesus gets down in the pit, all the nasty stuff doesn't stick to him. Right. Like when he comes out of the he's pit, hydrophobic. He, yeah, yeah, he's just as clean as he was when you went in because right. he's already defeated it. Yeah, it has no effect on him. Mm. So he gets into the pit and drags you out of that muck and that mire of mm. sin. And when he takes you out, he doesn't put you on unshaky ground. Yeah, he puts you on a rock, a solid rock, and he gives you a new clothes to wear. Yeah, where you're not all dirty and filthy. And the light that emanates from that clothing is what affects other people. Yeah, and what's beautiful about that is I think we're going to talk about this in the next yeah. um, text, but. It's not as if he can't comprehend right. what we're going through. Exactly, He has been tested in every way that we have. So mm-hmm. it's not as if we have this superhero who's never gone through what we've gone through and mm-hmm. can't relate to us. But as he's, um, as he's getting us out of there, he's, mm-hmm. he's saying, I know, I understand. It's yep. okay. Trust in me. Keep believing. Absolutely. Yeah. I've often thought about the image you use about climbing out. I thought about that image from the Batman movie <laughs> where Bruce Bane Wayne, breaks you know, his back. Break, yeah, break, well, and Batman has to climb out of that cave, oh, remember? Oh, yeah, and yeah, they have yeah. that rope he has to climb up, and, and yeah. he keeps trying and trying, and he can't do it. That's what it's like for us. You know, mm-hmm. Eventually, he does get out on his own, but that, that, that pit is much deeper for us in sin. Yeah. We have to have someone to come down and get us, and yeah. that, that's what Jesus is. That's the light that saves us. Um, the world doesn't comprehend it. Right, the yep. world that lives in darkness doesn't comprehend or apprehend the light because they're in darkness. Mm-hmm. And dar- dar- the, the darkness cannot consume the light, but it can blind you from it if you keep, choose to keep your eyes closed or remain in it. You have to be looking at the light and let the light shine in your life um, to to know how to get out or to or how it is that Christ lead, lead, leads you out of it. Um, and it says He was coming into the world. He was there in that moment. John was pro- prophesying of His coming, and that's when the ministry of Jesus begins. And the first, the first message Jesus ever preaches is repent, mm-hmm. for the kingdom of heaven is near. And so that's the call for us today, even as Christians, be repenting, constantly repenting. And Jesus is there with us all the, every, every, every step of the way. Yeah. That seems like a good place to end. Yep. And until next time, Lord, help us to turn our eyes to Jesus.